This is episode 246. It's not as good because you spent less money. (laughs) This is another one that actually contains more than just our personal stories. There's a lot of those, but... (laughs) There's a lot of those, but stick it out. It's a good one. All right. Or it's, I mean, whatever. The point is it's about I think it's a good stuff. one. I think it's a good yeah. one. I always say that and then I immediately feel like I'm self-praising oh, wait, was it myself. actually was it actually bad? I forgot. <laughs> Am I just invisible to that? Like, do I not know that I'm bad? <laughs> okay, well, I think I mean, it's a pretty good episode. Check it out. <laughs> it's the tone control. There we go. <laughs> Fuck. Uh back yeah i'm back well to the listener this is a totally normal totally normal and unaltered amount of time that i've been gone yeah nothing unusual here we're here it's just a rare wednesday edition of the tone control yeah i like it yeah like this little midweek reset it is it's like it's like very on on wednesday derek's picture is very clear Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. It's just Wednesdays are great. We really should move. Wednesdays are a good day. <laughs> I, yeah. um, I'm assuming everything's going to be just just fine and normal with this. We're doing this episode in general chat too, so that any riffraff can wander in. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely didn't remember to. I didn't. I didn't think to bring this up until it was probably much too late to actually get anybody like to, to promote it to yeah. promote it properly. So <laughs> yeah, it, that's how we do though. Yeah, we're. I don't know. So I, I just got back from California for a week. It was a, a week there, and I'm hoping that my picture is small enough that I, I have I have like peely skin because San Francisco mm. tricked me on the very first day and it sunburned does. me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm hoping I'm not gross for YouTube. No, you look fine. Whatever. Okay, great. This you is this is why we have little we have a little little pictures. <laughs> You're glowing. Um, I have so many, like, it's such a crazy place that I have so many weird stories and I'm, I'm yeah. really going to try to keep it under control and have it be an actual podcast instead of just, I mean, save a few, you know, we can yeah, sprinkle these throughout true. future episodes. Um, since you have a lot to probably talk about, that's yeah. way more interesting than anything I have to talk about. Well, um, I mean, I'll, I'll just real, I'll hit you with some real quick. What's yeah. been happening here? Shit. Um, your boy got, yeah, your boy got strep <laughs> oh, and no. is on antibiotics right now. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, and turns out I've never had strep before this moment. So, oh, uh, really? this is a first time experience. Yeah. It's, it was bad. Like early last week, yeah. I was like feeling pretty down fever up and down, felt like you're swallowing razor blades, you yeah, know, really yeah. bad, bad feel. Um, Thought it was kind of getting better, kind of wasn't, kind of really varied a lot throughout the day. Finally, like, took a peek in my mouth with a flashlight and was like, oh. Horrified. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Had Beth look and she was like, yikes. So (laughs) off to urgent care I went. Oh, boy. And yeah, got the strep. Uh Uh-huh. Feeling feeling good now. Are you allergic to um, 
uh, antibiotics. Uh, yeah, moxicillins. Yeah, so they probably have penicillins. Give... Yeah, yeah. So I'm on I'm on something else. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's working. Feeling good. Feeling normal. Okay. I got, That's good. That's good. Got like a day, two days left of my antibiotic oh, okay. run. So, so yeah, you should be on the up of. Up of it. Oh yeah, I started feeling much better like 24 hours later. Like they just yeah. started working immediately. So um, yeah. Uh, in other news, this is my fourth seltzer of to, of the day of today. Yeah. Is that a lot? I don't know. It feels like a lot for I me. But um, I. It's just that thing. Like you can't really. You're not supposed to drink alcohol while on antibiotics. So I'm like, oh well, okay. No, I don't it's, think anybody. It's seltzer season. I don't think anybody's ever told me that. Hmm. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to think, have I ever, I feel like usually when I'm on antibiotics, I'm not feeling like drinking anyway. So it's right. never been an issue. Here I am, here I am right at like day five and a half or yeah, something like that. Yeah. And like, oh, I could go for a little drink, but now I, I kind of shouldn't. But whatever, not mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah. So Seltzer City over here. Well, Seltzer's, um, Seltzer's great. Seltzer's yeah. helped me dramatically through my, <laughs> through my, uh, I don't know, what do I, what do I, Kind of losing some weight over the last six yep. or eight months, you know. It's no no small part of that. Just uh, having a fancy drink that actually mm-hmm. doesn't make you fat. Right. He said, "Sipping a seltzer." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mandarin orange flavor. This particular. Oh, I've one. got the. Um, yep. I splurged a little. I got the fancy oh. polars. Uh-oh. I got starfruit lemonade over here. Oh shit! How exotic! It's in. It's they're so good. They're so good. <laughs> Um, awesome. Yeah, if you're one of those people that's like, oh, flavored seltzer tastes like, you know, somebody shouted the name of a fruit across the hall or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Try again. Like, they've come a long way. <laughs> <laughs> Try again, you dum-dum. Yeah. Um, yeah. The polar, Eric's saying in the chat, the polar pink apple lemon, that shit is insane. It's so <laughs> good. Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, I've I've gotten into the flavors, yeah. And by the way, in the chat, there is a chat for, sorry, I, I have like apple skin. I, okay. So, okay. The thing I was about to say, the the chat that's in the voice channel, I can only see if I look up in time before the message goes away, but I can't pop out that chat or it'll mess up my video feed. So if you want me to see a message <laughs> I'll keep you posted. permanently, yeah. yeah, Derek will keep it. All right, fine. That's fine. Let's um, let that happen. The, real quick, don't want to take a ton of time on this other yeah. thing, I guess, but Jack is walking. Yeah, I saw Maybe a video. A, yep. a load of first steps over the last week, or yeah, yeah, about a week. Mm-hmm. So that's just fucking yep. happening. He's just like walking around and kind of going like, oh. <laughs> he's like, so this is what you were supposed to do the whole time. Yeah, yeah. He's like so like impressed with himself, which is just the best. <laughs> we have this really funny picture of him where he's standing and he's like got his arms out and he's just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I can do almost anything with these while moving. Yeah, yeah, and anyway, I just I gotta post it in the chat because yeah. um, it's it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, let me find it. Send, send. There it goes. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that is so exciously. Yeah. That is exactly what it's- he's thinking. He's like, look at me. Look at these. That's absolutely I can stand amazing. Up. I can move around. Can I put I'm him? free to use my hands for whatever. Can I put <laughs> yeah, him on the show? I think I can. Hold on. Open and browser. Yeah, yeah, bam. Oh, look at this. We can put Jack right on the show. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. Whoa. This is so great. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what you guys feel like all the time. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's like, I'm twice as tall. Everything is so far away. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's fun. Overalls. That's, the overalls with fucking like the a. tank underneath. He's looking like a freaking <laughs> yeah. He's farmer. A, he's like a dust bowl farmer. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just going, he's ready. What he, he's beholding his uh, radishes ready to harvest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a bountiful, <laughs> a bountiful season. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh my god. All right, you go. That's okay. all I got going on. You go. Oh my god. I um, I've got so, there. All right, so most recently, like right before I came out here, we, we got back at um, four in the morning. We got back oh. to our house because of just the way, I mean, for one thing, you're coming back from the West Coast to the East. It's, mm-hmm. you, you're never getting out of that unscathed. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we had a flight that we, we left in the afternoon. Um, so we got in, you know, plus losing three hours. It was like one something when we got back and we were, had a drive from the airport. So, um, four in the morning, we said, we're going to try to unjet lag as quickly as possible. Right. So you, mm. you're supposed to just get yourself right. So we set an alarm for nine, which would be normally sleeping in, you know, for us, but, yeah. but like still morning. Yeah. So we were definitely in bed till at least 1030 <laughs> before we were able to, pre- <laughs> cause it was awful. It was awful. But then it's today I'm, <clears throat> I really should have prepared more sooner, but because of where this trip fell. So I'm um, taking on a course at the university this fall, which is to say mm-hmm. Tuesday is the first day of the class. The day after the Taking on a course out. as in not as a student. Not as a student, no. To um, clarify, yeah. Right. A, a, a colleague, the, the guy who owns uh, the monastery studio, um, asked me kind of a long time ago at this point if I would – um, cover a class for him this semester. Um, he's covering some things, department chairs going anyway. So he's, he's covering and I'm filling in for him. Um, and I was like kind of petrified and Marielle was like, Oh, you should totally do it. You're going to be an adjunct professor at, at a actually what's legitimately like a prestigious music college, uh, here. And, um, so then it was sort of like, uh, this thing that's going to happen someday for a long time. And then I, I went, <laughs> prestigious music college guitar center. <laughs> you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, the Cincinnati Conservatory of Music is a, is a uh, fairly renowned thing. Um, so I, the, the course is teaching sound reinforcement to, and, and it's like an intro course. It's basically okay. a, a section of grad, of uh, um, jazz students. Um, I actually have, graduate and undergraduate in the same it's, oh, it's two sections but it's the same class so there's two sections okay. anyway whatever if you p- academic people know what i mean there's two sections but they're taught at the same time in the same room hmm. okay so um so anyway it's it's not like a big deal and it's like obviously like this is a subject matter that's very elementary well it's um, a big deal for you someone me, who's but, not in academia right that's the <laughs> yeah. part of it i'm sweating so when i say yeah. like i'm having imposter syndrome it's like i'm I have no, like I've taught people things, like I've done lessons or people have asked for coaching on recording and any mm-hmm. kind of things like to do with that microphones and everything else. Um, but on a one-on-one scenario, nothing that had a syllabus or anything like that. So I'm like, yeah, so can you, I was Ugh. just going to ask, can you use lesson plans from your friend who? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and it sounds like it's, it's pretty straightforward kind of thing. Um, really like I'm getting these 
students to where they can um, take a PA system from totally unassembled to set up and wrung out and then to disassembled again. Like that's oh, the okay. sort of the that's sort of like the final exam at the end. I'm gonna like have them take it through one by one kind of thing. Nice. Um, and then there's sort of some um, fundamentals and things that we kind of cover. So um, <laughs> these guys are getting a degree. <laughs> Can you get a degree in that? You get a degree in, in PA assembly. They're getting a degree in jazz <laughs> performance. I'm just as a requirement of their degree. They yeah. also they have to know at least the basics of using a microphone. This is literally like for for many of them, this might be the only sound technology course they have to have. Mm, so okay. I'm expecting. I'm going to meet with him in a couple of days, and he's going to give me his lessons plan. But this is all like so so kind of late. <laughs> and today there was like an orientation that I just barely made, and I'm like starting to go over. I'm like being hired by the university and going through all this stuff um, about. You know, it's like I have to sign in and I have a user ID and I'm getting a badge and I have to figure out parking. And it's all it's because it's a giant yeah. university. And I don't know, you know, Mariel's like, Where, where's your classroom? And I'm like, what? How, how am I? What I the fuck? How I should I know I don't that? fucking <laughs> know that. Like, I'm going to yeah. meet with Rich on in a couple of days and I'm going to have the weekend to figure out what my first week is going to be like kind of thing, you yeah, know, and he'll be fine. He, he's, that's what he keeps saying to me. He's like, you're going to be great. At this is going to be no big deal. And then like, I go through like, just well, it's all the technical paperwork. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the technical mumbo yeah. jumbo of like annoying things. Like where do I park my car? Yeah. And where's the yeah. building? Like where do I have to physically right. be? And college campuses are, they can be confusing places, especially right. for a newcomer. If you haven't spent a lot yeah. of time there, I get that. Yeah. So I, I, mean, well, I, I, know, I think you're going to do great. I know a lot of people who like work in the building just by virtue of who we know around here. And um, one of our friends literally used to be in the, um, kind of one of, one of the directors of, of staff in the music college. Um, she switched to a different job at UC now, but like, she's going to like be there and I could, I could wander in and have like a lunch and she could show me around the building and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fine. It's just very, it's very strange. And it's all happening so suddenly. And then like, I'm, I'm doing this orientation thing on zoom and my the kids coming home and Marielle picks up a pizza. She's like, we don't have any food in the house cause we got back. Yeah, cause and you came I was back from vacation. Catching up yeah. a couple of work things and just going through all this UC crap that I'm practically late for. Um, UC being University of Cincinnati. And then she gets a pizza. So here's what fucking happens. She's ordering it like while she's driving back from this thing that Aria had to go to today. Mm. And she's like in a traffic jam. And so she orders Pizza Hut on her phone. Okay, in a traffic okay. jam. Okay. So she gets home. This pizza she ordered, at some point they asked her what sauce she wanted. Okay. Okay. Sure. And it's because we live in a world where some people think pizza could have some sauce on it other than pizza sauce. So I'm tipping my hand yeah. and my opinion a little bit there, but that's okay. the world we live in. My wife's one of the people. She's part of the problem. She occasionally orders something that she calls a white pizza, and it just means it doesn't have sauce on it or it's got something it else. It has a like, different other kind of sauce. So, uh, around here, like if you order a barbecue chicken pizza, yeah. a lot of times they give you the choice if you want a barbecue sauce base or a marinara base. Yeah, well, I'll the just answer say, is marinara. The, the answer is question. so. Here's the yeah. thing: if those other foods need to exist, then they need a name. That name is something other than pizza. Because if you order pizza, it's pizza dough, it's marinara, and it's cheese, and then whatever other toppings. If it's yeah. something else other than that, it's not a pizza, and it's some other. 
it's savory pasta, savory pasta, savory pizza pie kind of thing, but it's not a we'll pizza. Call it a flatbread. It's a flatbread. Sure, it's a fucking flatbread. The fucking flatbread. Alfredo so, sauce. Yeah, that's I mean, another one. So anyway, my wife's part of the fucking problem. But anyway, she thinks apparently that they're asking her about a dipping sauce, which is not something Pizza uh-huh. Hut does, by the way. And so she tells them she would love to have the garlic butter sauce. Oh. So she gets homemade pizza, which, by the way, the topping she chose was pineapples, which <laughs> is which is fine. I I love pineapple yep. on a pizza. I'm a there. I'm here for that. Yeah. A pineapple that's been in the oven is actually one of the best fruits ever, and it's good on almost anything. And it it goes very. It's a very savory fruit. Anyway, this is the most disgusting thing I have ever <laughs> tasted. She's like, I made a mistake. I you know. It, Aria yeah. apparently ate like at least a slice of this with them before I got done with the thing. So I tried like a bite of it and it's like the only way to make a pizza yeah. that is that has garlic butter sauce instead of marinara worse is pineapple. Like it was yeah. the worst topping. Anything else would have been less bad. <laughs> but it's it's inedible. It's inedible. So I, I, like, I like I was like, there's no food in this house. I found an apple and I was like, oh, well, good thing apples last forever. And I ate an apple before coming out here. Good God. Good Lord. The worst oh. fucking thing. The worst pizza I have. That sounds horrible. Because it's basically oh. like a breadstick at that point with a pineapple on it. But it's like, it's like. There's no, so, there's no pizza sauce. It's just right. like bread and garlic butter. And the garlic and butter is kind of a little heavy handed. It would be like probably it's, it's good. It's pizza hot garlic butter. Yeah. yeah. It's like really, I mean, they, right. And, and, and then the pineapple just kind of, it doesn't go. It, it doesn't go. And it's right. Absolutely awful. So that horror. Oh my God. So here's the thing. Yeah. About pineapple on pizza, and then we can leave. The, we can put okay. this to bed after that. And then I promise pineapple we'll on say pizza. at least one guitar thing before I start rambling yeah. about something else. <laughs> pineapple on pizza is good. Yeah. And however, it yeah. is also fun to make fun of. Like it is all. It can be both things. <laughs> <laughs> I think right? um, it, it is. Yeah. yeah. To me, it oh, is sure. much like Nickelback. Right. <laughs> Nickelback is out here. Just living their life, right? Yeah. Pizza, pizza with pineapple on it is just doing its thing, right? And the world is like, "Hey, fuck you!" And, and <laughs> so right, fuck and you the, for being for being you just know for existing, right? <laughs> right? And then, and like, what did Nickelback do to deserve this? Fucking nothing. But here we are making fun of them all the time, right? And the same is true for pineapple on pizza. Yeah. End of story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, if you ever have an opportunity to order uh, a pizza with Garlic butter sauce. Don't put pineapple on it. And also that's not a pizza. And you're part of the problem. But anyway. Anyway. Um, (sighs) The pizza place that's just opened near us that's really good called The Ricochet has t-shirts that say legalize marinara. (laughs) 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 I like that a lot. And they do a really good pizza. So anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, head into these show notes, shall All we? All right, let's 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 do something. Let's do something. What the fuck is this? It's the one. Yep. Look what came in the mail today, dude. Oh, shit. They're already at your place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I messaged Tank, and I was like, hey, man, yeah. um, wondering if... You know, we were doing this giveaway, and we'd like to have Rattlesnake be a part of it. I'm wondering if you could, uh, if you wouldn't mind, like, throwing us a coupon so we could buy a cable mm-hmm. and make it part of our giveaway. Totally not expecting a whole lot 
Yeah. And he was like, I'll do you one better. How about two cables on the house? And uh, we'll send them out to you right now. And so that was like Monday. And then they got here today from yeah, Montana. He's so like, two days. Yeah. He's like on it. <laughs> so he's fucking on it. And so then they come in and they're like the good, the mm-hmm. good, good rattlesnake cables. I thought maybe like, oh, he's going to send us like maybe the unwrapped ones that are just a little plain. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Which are still the good cables. <laughs> right. These, but these are the, the, the diamondback. Yeah. yeah. So we got a cool snaky pattern. It sounds like this. Okay. Oh, I heard that for an instant and then Discord was like, oh no, we're not having any of that sound. <laughs> yeah, it's got like this cool weave. Um, it's like a snake diamondback weave. Mm-hmm. And then this other copper colored one that is great. Absolutely. They have Neutrik connectors. They have uh, one right angle and one straight plug. Those are going to make you big again. There we go. Those are going to be awesome up against the corner of that Revstar because it's a side jack. It comes with these awesome friggin' bags that like name find me a musician that doesn't need a bag to put some stuff in. Yeah. So you're getting two of these. You're getting a notepad from Hank that says, Good luck on the giveaway. We threw in a few extra things, Hank. And he sure <laughs> did. He threw in a sticker pack. Right, a cool rattlesnake cable sticker pack that's going to you. And then these pedal labels, stickers. So you don't oh. have to like sharpie up your or or tape down your knobs or anything. You put these on your pedal and it's just a little like a clock face and you just like draw a line with a pen where you want the knob set. So you don't have to kind of you can just stick something to your pedal rather than marking it up. Oh, right. Pretty rad, huh? So all of that is now part of the Tone Control 10-year giveaway anniversary. Yeah. So We've got a guitar. We've got two wicked cables and some stickers and stuff. There's some pedals coming. More on that soon. Yep. Yep. Get on the newsletter. Get on the newsletter, which is I'm showing right here. So the link is in the podcast notes. It's not an easy link to say, but it goes right to no. this newsletter. So just find the link. Because here's the thing. Like here's what I'm starting to learn because I I notice this about myself. Um, I it's a cold day in hell that I type a web link into my browser. Like, unless you yeah. have a, like, one word.com, I'm not, I don't care. I'm going to Google it instead. Even if I hmm. know the okay. link, I'm pretty much going to, you know what I mean? So, I, or, or I'm just going to go somewhere like, I've, I've had things where I know how to find it, but then I go to somebody's YouTube channel and look in their description and click their link anyway. <laughs> No, I don't know. I just think like, and yeah. I noticed that and I, I said, I'm going to stop sweating this weird epearl.com is at, which is what yeah. the link is. It's like yeah. nothing. So it's right there. If you're listening to this it's show the, well, or it's, viewing this show on our, YouTube. I can give you a little inside baseball on this. It's <laughs> okay. because our MailChimp, our, our mailing list is hosted by MailChimp. Yeah. And that's eep URL as in like eep, eep like the sound a chimp might make. So, you know. <laughs> Okay. Just throwing that out. It's there. probably it's probably because we're not spending any of our precious giveaway money on Mailchimp's higher tiered p- programs. Right. Like custom links. Here's how easy it is to get on the mailing list. It's just your email address and then your name. That's all we need. Yeah. If you win, we'll contact you and then we'll sort out like shipping and mailing and all that garbage later. Yeah. Um, but we don't need your address. We don't need anything like that. Just email yep. and your name. And you're in. Yeah. And um, 
you know, the, the fine print is there isn't much fine print. Um, we have to be able to get this stuff to you. So it's probably continental US. But like, look, if somebody else won, we'll try our best, but we'll have to get with you and we may need your help because um, the show doesn't the show doesn't make money. We're just doing this for fun. And, and this is a very high roll thing that something we do for fun is able to do. I'm, I'm thrilled, yeah. but um, so Me I, too. Would, I would love to not put restrictions on it. It's just going to come down to um, if we'll, we'll just talk about whatever happens. Um, but most, yeah. most listeners are in the United States and it's probably going to be just fine. Um, so, and we're, and we're, of course, we're sharing your info only with the giveaway partners. Um, Which is only Rattlesnake and Copper Sound. So we're right. going to be working with Copper Sound on something soon. Yeah. Details are coming on that. So yeah. we're, it's not going to Yamaha. It's Yamaha not doesn't give a shit. No, <laughs> it's, and it's, nor does Sweetwater. So like, it's right. not going to them. It's just like I said to Hank, who was on the show. Like you can go, yeah. he, he's in the server and stuff. Like he's around. So you're going to want to be on that list anyway. Mm-hmm. Um no, just disclosing. Just disclosing. It's fine. Just disclosing. But I'm just saying, like, if you're not on on the mailing list for Rattlesnake and Copper Sound, you should be anyway, because they are constantly sending cool deals and coupons and sales and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, just saying. And they're not. Yeah. They don't email like crazy. So, <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Yeah. Fucking a. Okay, so here's I'm gonna I'm gonna do a here's a quick little story snippet. So um, on our flight back. We, um, we, we had a connection in Phoenix. So he went San Francisco to Phoenix, um, which took hour and a half or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, we noticed partway through the flight, there was a bit of a fuss at the front of the plane and they, they got something, they were helping somebody and they got something out of the overhead bin. Um, I could tell something was going on, but they weren't really telling us what was going on. And then they said, um, once we get... Basically, once we got over the mountains, so Phoenix is kind of surrounded by mountains mm-hmm. and it causes a little chop. Like when you, if you fly into Phoenix, there's just a little chop on the way down. It's not a big deal. Totally normal stuff. Once we clear those mountains and we start the descent, um, they come on and tell us that um, we're sort of waved ahead for landing because there's a medical emergency. So, oh, dear. yeah, I mean, there wasn't, an, I don't know if it's the sort of thing where they might have diverted us, but I don't think there was really anywhere closer than Phoenix anyway. And we were most of the way there. It was that kind of thing. So was, that's my <clears throat> presumption. But basically, um, we're, we're being waved, everybody's circling and we're just going to go right through, even if we weren't first in line kind of thing. And they said to everybody, like the person's at the front of the plane, like, please, when we get there, we're going to taxi on quick. We're going to get down to the ground taxi in and um, please remain in your seats. We are going to have, there's going to be paramedics at the gate for us. And once that situation's resolved, we're going to let you off the plane. So Mariel and I are looking at each other and it's like, okay, test humanity, <laughs> right? Oh, it is. Yes. Yes. So what do you think, Derek? Like, so we get to the, we get down, we get to the gate, we taxi in there. There's a plane. It's a 100% full flight. There's about 175 people on this 737. Mm-hmm. What do you think? How many people do you think didn't stand up immediately? How many people did not stand up immediately? How many people followed their directions and did not stand up immediately? And actually, how many people actually waited for this emergency to be resolved? Uh, 10% or less. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what Marielle was thinking. <laughs> I kind of thought we might do a little better than that. And uh, so did the lady sitting next to us. 
We were completely shocked, we, but uh, no, 100% success. <laughs> no, no, 100% success? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I, everyone like stays I'm in their j- seats. I don't even know what to say. Like, <laughs> I, I, this is unbelievable. I, there's, I, there's some because you're so uh, expecting like seventy-ish people fit on a seven three seven, and everyone stayed sitting, sitting and just waited patiently. Way to go! There was like Man, one a- kid that was like <sighs> murmur, and I heard the mom like, We're, "We have to wait," and that was like it. <laughs> I mean, fucking. I mean, and, and honestly, a kid, I get it. Kids are allowed. Yeah. This kid was probably it's to- totally allowed to be just like, oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'd be in that seat also like, oh, I need to get off this plane. I hate, I don't, I hate flying, not because of a fear of it, because it's so severely uncomfortable. It's so, because it sucks. A, yeah. <laughs> as a, because it just fucking sucks as a tall person. It sucks. So mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. That's so, great. So what we amazing news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Cool. Well, hopefully that person's okay. I got the they, they weren't too frantic about anything. Um if I had to guess, maybe I would just, honestly uh, say it was maybe a diabetic thing. Okay. Um just because everybody was pretty calm. They because they got something out of the bin too, which I assumed was was needed mm-hmm. medication. And they probably just because it's a com- it's a commercial flight, you know, you'd probably need to be checked out anyway, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um Wow. But I imagine everybody was okay, and and they didn't seem to be in a huge rush. But they probably did kind of take cart the person out of there. So hmm. yeah. Well, what what a wonderful thing. Yeah. Way to go, humanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. What now? What now? I don't know. Should we talk about another about thing? Ke- yeah, want to talk about Kemper? Let's talk about Kemper. Let me play something crazy. Let's play this one. Cool. Cool. So, Kemper. Look at this thing. Weren't we just, look at this fucking chameleon. <clears throat> weren't we just, um, like, last episode, or was it just, was it a discussion in Discord? Now everything's bleeding together for me. I can't remember. I but sometime recently we were talking about sort of, like, the way this, this like, um, decade-long culture of, of modeling amps, right? How it was, like, line six at first was sort of, like, these, it was like these, they were sort of the babies of it. They were kind of inventing it, but it was kind of a toy. It wasn't that good. A little novelty. Yeah. yeah. And then I feel like, I can't remember if if Kemper came along next or or Fractal. Oh, I don't know. I mean, Fractal is a much, I don't know. I was Fractal's just going to say they're a smaller company, but that might not but be they're, true. But they're one of the three pillars over here, though. But so, so then, That's but, true. But Fractal shows yeah. up. I feel like Fractal was Fractal shows up though with like insane different technology. Exactly. Like the, the profiling thing. And it really got the intent attention of like the professional market, I feel yeah. like. Um yeah. which kind of changed a lot significantly. And that's so when I started seeing it talked about in a in a legitimate, not toy way, you know? Yeah. Um I guess for the uninitiated, what we're talking profiling turns out is a trademark of Kemper. I just learned that today. So oh. we're talking about profiles. That's so a other, Kemper. Other term companies specifically. can't use that. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about uh amp modeling and stuff with things like Helix or Quad Cortex or AxeFX, that's software doing its thing, uh making up what the amp sounds like based on lots of models and stuff from the manufacturers and all that yeah. stuff. Kemper 
does that sort of, but what it, the way it does it is it sends a signal to the real version of that amp, like of an amp in your home or something, and then through microphones and all kinds of fuckery, it listens back to the difference yeah. from the signal it sent to the signal it receives and approximates how that amp sounds in real life. And it's, it's incredibly accurate. Yeah. It's really yeah. like a, um, it's not, I should say, it's not unlike a impulse response. Like the right. way current models, typically that's how a speaker is done at the end of the model. Although you could do it really at any stage of the model. But the thing about an impulse response is it's static. It's essentially <clears> like <throat> one um, sort of set of settings, right? Um, and what, what Kemper kind of started or pioneered, I guess, was making something that was, it was sampled in many different ways with different settings and to create this thing that was not static, this thing that would behave right. like the real amp, including the amp's controls, not just, not just creating so a, uh, yeah. This is, this, this is, is the, the important part. <laughs> okay. This is the important part. Including the amp's controls is right. now what's included. So okay. this liquid profiling that we're talking about is that, yeah. It is no longer a blank sort of three band EQ, you know, mm. drive knob, whatever. So from what I'm understanding, I don't know Kemper all that well. I've never tried one, but I, I got the impression that until now, the amp models had sort of all the same, not models, the profiles all had all the same tone stack, right? And you they would interact right. all the same way because it's doing it via the software. Yeah. So now it would take a few. Profiling. It would take a few samples. Like it would take a kind of a low yeah. gain sample and a high gain sample, and maybe a couple of other things. It would do sweeps and it would do noise blasts, and right. it was clever. Um, so but, now yeah. this allows for the specific responsiveness of the controls of that amp be modeled in the hardware. So like, mm. if you're so for example, like if when you turn the gain all the way up, maybe the bass cuts out a lot, right? In right. this, and whatever a, amp you're, that's you're doing. like a thing that that amp happens to do. Right. And so now that is is profilable. Mm -hmm. um, it's a model of the amp's tone controls, ding, over <laughs> on top of like the corresponding profile of yeah. that same amp. So nuances and subtleties are just like, this is, <laughs> we're at a different level of, of cork sniffing maybe? Um, <laughs> well, I think, see, I, I have felt like. It's not cork sniffing. Like this is a real thing. Yeah. As complex as Kemper always was, it was a little bit limited in that way, right? They are yeah. kind of like, you do have to kind of make a profile of what you, like if you wanted to to profile the EQ curve of your particular amp, you would have to do that EQ curve on the amp and then profile it, then take it through the process. And then yeah. you can't change, you know what I mean? Um, and profiling. limited like, that way. Profiling. You know, it's you're only as good as your captures, kind of thing. So, like, yes, yeah. they're all equipped to do it with a microphone and, and cables and whatever. But you really should be set up in a studio environment with proper mic placement and cabinets and all that kind of stuff to get the real thing. So, yeah, I could do it here in my basement or something. But is it going to be good? No, it's because I don't have a studio, right? It's because I don't know that kind of stuff and I don't know what I'm doing. So. Yeah. Here comes right the the shareable aftermarket part of all of this too, which uh -huh. is already crazy with Kemper, right? You can already download a profile of so and so's actual fifty nine basement or something like that. But now it's going to have this relationship between the tone stack available to you as well. 
Yeah. Huh. Making it even more real. I'm so I am excited about this. This is one of those things I wanted to bother to put in the show notes, which like, <laughs> you know, listeners know we've been struggling with. It's because like this is another one of those like big steps in this sort of tech. Yeah, yeah. That makes it's a different idea, and it's it's an it brings Kemper up to speed a little bit. I think like there have been there's been yeah. software updates and stuff along over the years, but I think it's, it's been a little um, behind. It's been a little bit like so. What's next for you guys? You know. <laughs> yeah, because once once AMP modeling, like once uh, Fractal was really good, Fractal was really good, and then Line Six kind of Still caught is, up. Yeah. And, and became not a toy. And this is years ago now. I'm not saying this like mm-hmm. just happened or something. Um, now we've got, you know, this these two big, great sounding things. It makes the Kemper feel very limited. While it's a very, very accurate way of saying, I have this golden amp. It, it was a studio tool, right? Because if you have this golden amp, now you yeah. don't have to cart it around with you. Or if you're a studio and you own a Kemper, you're profiling who knows how many famous amps that might come through your studio. Definitely. And there's no reason I don't think that they couldn't have shared profiles. But the, but they never had this flexibility. They were basically doing these little – it's like a I, – I always thought it was like a tone preset. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you had like, oh, we have, you know, the this Marshall Silver Jubilee edition with the gain on seven. That's what I have a model of. You know? Yeah, I think I think that's true. But then there's also like there are the controls on the Kemper that are, account sure. for that. So like there is the EQ stage, and like you know it asks you to A B between the real amp and the Kemper profile and make minor adjustments and stuff. Right. And then it, it like resamples and all it's that. It's part of the process. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, and I think there's been some people that I don't know a ton about this, but I've heard about people kind of hacking the Kemper, so to speak, a bad term, but where they. The, the Kemper understands that it's getting a low gain signal, but you're giving it a exactly. high gain signal or something like that. Exactly. And it, it turns it into this, like, I asked this question a long time ago, you know, how far away are we from getting guitar tones that are not achievable in analog yeah. gear? And that's the kind of thing that's, that does that. That's exactly, <laughs> that's what I'd heard of is is people who were, it, was, it seemed to be the crowd who was doing like really heavy metal stuff and especially mm-hmm. like, kind of bedroom produced heavy metal like program drums, program bass, sometimes even programmed guitar where yeah. you're using sort of like a a virtual instrument that it sounds like a DI'd guitar, but you're playing yeah. it through an amp sim and people using a Kemper and that's what they did. They basically profiled the Kemper with the gain the wrong way kind of thing mm-hmm. and then turned up Kemper's gain, <laughs> you know, to um, make this to make this thing unbelievable that can't exist. sound yeah. yeah, it's like this is based on my triple rec, but it's it was modeled it's, like it's on ba- the triple rec clean tone, <laughs> and then they, or whatever it was, yeah. you know, it was like whatever. The yeah, I don't know five. how you do it, but like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's like right this super ultra version of whatever sound. So yeah, or it crazy. was something else. Like they would absolutely dime it and then roll the gain back on Kemper or something like that. Something see what like that. that got yeah, them, you know, because you're. I can only sort of speculate on what what's causing that, you know, what Kemper is understanding about that. But yeah, that's what it is. It's it's hacking that system. But this, so so does this re- kind of replace the old system for modeling, or I don't does know, it complicate don't, it more. I think it's like an added option. I think it's okay. just now now you can yeah. do this too. Um, so 
Some C- reverbs started but. doing this. You, you, you've heard of, I don't know if you've, this has come up in, in guitar world, but hybrid reverbs, because previously there was, mm. there was um, impulse response reverbs actually measuring a space and then mm-hmm. applying that the same way you do a speaker cab to an amp sim. Um, and then there was algorithmic reverbs, um, which were sort of created by settings. So the same thing is going to happen to a sound and passes through, but we're just sort of generating it in software. Um, mm. And those were kind of the two basic types. And then eventually we had these hybrid reverbs. And I've seen several come along now where it's it's like that. It's like a combination of starting from or incorporating somehow an impulse response of a real space, but then melding that with the algorithmic ability to change aspects of it. And wow, you know what I mean? So there, there's kind of yeah. separating early reflections from the rest of the reverb tail and then being able to manipulate those separately the way you can with an algorithmic reverb. Um, so then you could take that and model, you know, a plate reverb or a spring reverb and then apply the same twisty things. Cause that's a mechanical device that you Mm -hmm. would never actually be able to do these things with. You're hacking it with this sort of software stuff. So yeah, kind of neat. Right. Yeah. Very neat. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, liquid profiling. I don't know why it's called that. I think it's kind of a silly name, but whatever. They had to come up with something they could, they could trademark again. Right. I guess, yeah. Um, <laughs> check that out. It's out in public beta right now. In public beta. So, oh yeah, so we just went to Kemper's site. So the chameleon, find the chameleon on Kemper's site mm-hmm. and you'll know where you are. <laughs> oh my God. So 42 minutes-ish, right? And yep. what do you want to do? Do you want another story time? You want to take, you want to take <laughs> um, a, a little detour? So into- <laughs> There's so much. Do you guys want to hear about a place or do you guys want to hear about this fucking car we rented while we were out there? Because they're both bananas. <laughs> uh, I want to hear about a place. Let's you want to do hear a, about place. a place. Okay. Um, well, gosh. So this is the thing: is out in, in we we went in and out of San Francisco, and we also saw Sonoma, which is like wine country, but it's not Napa, not overrun. Yep. With tourists, um, which was great, and then also went to Lake Tahoe, which is also great. And I feel like, I mean, it's not New Zealand, but it's like. Mm. How different the climates and the the landscapes mm-hmm. and everything are over just a short. I mean, these things are like three and a half hour drive from each other. Oh, you know it's, what I mean? yeah, it's like another planet. It's and you know we're going over so basically clear across California because Lake Tahoe's right right on the border. Half of it's in Nevada, and um, I don't I I don't know. I mean, where to start? We saw the redwoods at Muir Woods, which is Endor. Yep. Turns out not literally been, Endor because they actually filmed in Redwood Forest. It's up at the there, Redwood, but, yeah, uh, but, it's, but it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. And you get the vibe. I've been to Mirror Woods. Oh, I have so many pictures. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a fun place. It's it's uh, intimidatingly beautiful. Yeah, and I managed to we managed yeah. to find some moments where we were kind of away from everybody and could just experience yeah. the silence of it all. Um, yeah. It was see that's the thing like uh, I I hate that around here in New Hampshire it's a beautiful state there's lots yeah. of great outdoor activities but at any moment you're listening to some motorcycle just mm. friggin ripping it 40 miles yeah. away <laughs> and 40. I just <laughs> right and I just don't I I so often want to be somewhere and experience that without the like like in the background yeah because it just takes me out of the moment a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and and in in Muir Woods, it was it's a it's a really nice walk, 
Um, there was a lot of people there, but it's like, they're, they're all here for the same reason I am. You can't like tell people not to be here. It was a little annoying. Cause there's like a section toward the back that specifically says like, this is the, it's like the cathedral grounds or something like they name certain mm-hmm. sections where the certain trees have grown. And it says, this is like the quiet area enter quietly. It says, um, mm. and there was plenty of people there that I think like, you know, they would have needed that sign in Spanish to understand it. And they're like talking on their phone at full volume. And, oh, um, that is a, when I was at, when I was at <laughs> urgent care, somebody was FaceTiming on speaker in public and I wanted to just, it's just like, <laughs> I wanted to commit a crime. Like <laughs> I listen. So I have, I was gone. I didn't see any of my kids. Right. For like a, for like a week. So we we FaceTimed Aria a few minutes each day. And often we're in some public place or whatever, but like we turn the volume down just as quiet as we can. We can still hear her. We're so, I'm so thinking about it. And it it's so, mm-hmm. it's strange to me to imagine being the sort of person who doesn't think about how they're Oh, being, think about their own surroundings? How do, yeah, how do what, they think what, about how their being is impacting their surroundings? It's bizarre to me, but people like literally just being super loud all the time and like, people just like kind of walking through you like you're on a path and they don't even slightly move because they're just talking at full volume to whoever they're with or on the phone or just they have a phone call. Derek, do you put the phone to your ear when you're on a phone call? Yeah, I do. Like it's a phone call by yourself. Like nobody else is listening. It's just you, but you keep it to your ear, right? In (laughs) fact, I hate being on speaker even in private. (laughs) Like I hate, I just hate, if I need my hands, it's the only time I do it. It's the only time. But like, there are people who by default, like unless there's some specific reason that they need to put that thing to their ear, they're on speakerphone all the time and they're just holding it up like this. They're not looking at it. Just like, it's just out. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just, uh, (sighs) ah, and so, so there's people here. I see people do that all the time. It's like one of these things that I can't imagine being that sort of person. And I'm in California and I saw people from all kinds of cultures speaking all kinds of different languages and there and several of you know I, I saw a representative from basically every hemisphere <laughs> fucking doing this and I'm like well it's fucking not an committing American thing. the ultimate yeah you know yeah. it's because it's not an American uh, I hate thing. it it's it's the it's the like you know the elevator door opens and you don't move out of the way or like the you <laughs> get you to the top of the escalator people off first and yeah like you get to the top of the escalator and people just stand there stop Oh my God. Move. At the airport yesterday, it was one of those long walking, it's not even an escalator. Oh yeah, the movable sidewalk. The movable, and this old guy, and he's like walking along and he gets to the end and fucking fully stops. And we both almost took him out. Like he could have been injured. He was kind of old. He could have been injured. We almost took him right out. And like not even because we kept walking because he was that close to the end that we just had... Momentum, you know, anyway. Oh my God. So, but Mere Woods, we did find it. We walked far enough into the back and then there was almost nobody left. They hadn't taken their kids that far in. Um, And I'm not, I'm not a person. I don't, I don't take like a ton, a shitload of pictures on a trip usually, but I have so many pictures of Mere Woods. I couldn't help it. It was just, um, it's amazing. And the way the trees, it's, yeah. Besides the the organism itself is just so wild, but then they they're so ancient that they are befallen by tragedy. Yeah, almost all the time because they live for they're two thousand year old trees in that forest. So like 
at some point, something destroyed that tree. But what this organism does is its trunk gets destroyed and then like seven or nine new plants grow up out of its roots. So you get this ring that's almost like a crown. <clears throat> and then that grows for a thousand years and, and they're hundreds of feet tall. And that's what we see. You know, we see this decimated trunk and surrounded mm. by these giant monstrous trees. It's like, oh my God, like this is like... It, it puts all of that into perspective of how little you matter, right? Yeah. And like... <laughs> I know, I know. And at the same time, like the trees that are close enough to the path that people touch them and the bark's all smoothed over and then the ones that are just a little too far away and they have a totally different texture to them. And it's like, I mean, that's as little as I matter. That's what's Mm -hmm. happened, you know, in the last hundred years. Yeah. Of this 2000 year uh, old tree. (laughs) Just a blip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we went to, we went there and then we went to Sequoia National Park as well when we were in California. Yeah. And the sequoias are like the redwoods are taller. The sequoias are um, thicker. But the sequoias are all around thick. Yeah. Like they are they're, they're, those it, are the drive a car through the that's the one yeah, where they have done that with it that you see a picture yes. of. Yeah. That it's, I've seen a picture. They're staggeringly staggeringly large all yeah. around. Like they yeah. it feels like there, because it is a living organism, but it feels like it's a a, a mammal, sort of like it feels <laughs> huh. right. It's it's so large, you can't help but feel like it is definitely alive, right? Yeah. And it is instead of just like a, a, a just a tree that's like in my neighborhood, it's just there. Right. Th- this is something totally different. So yeah, yeah, it's outstanding. Very good. Very good stuff. Very good stuff indeed. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I have a fun question that I yeah. th- I think I threw in the chat, and I want to ask it here. Do you want to punctuate this with a sound? Yeah. All right. Um, what do I do? Oh, here we go. Usually the, yeah. the long edits of these didn't make it onto the soundboard, but obviously that one's still in there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Um, Since we mentioned so, pineapple pizza earlier, that's the Hawaiian oh, pizza. Oh, it's the Hawaiian from, pizza. Yeah, from, uh, yeah. Caroline. Ham is the input. <laughs> <laughs> Ham might have improved this monstrosity, but it still wouldn't have been very good. <laughs> Anywho. Okay. So here's what happened. The other day, I'm like redoing my pedal board a little bit, just like. Taking stuff off, putting stuff back on, cleaning it out, dog hair, dust, all that. Or I put like I switched some pedals out and stuff. And I realized that I hate, I hate how dirty all of my guitar gear is. I hate it. Oh. It is like it's a thing that I'm just like I have a dog that sheds like crazy. So there's dog hair everywhere in the house, sure. especially on Velcro and especially on pedal boards. So it's, it's everywhere. Um, so I'm like, when I take all my stuff apart and like do all that, I, I like vacuum it out and stuff because it's full of like dirt from shoes, but also dog hair. Yeah. And so I just asked the question in the chat, like what's something that you hate about all of this? Like what is something that you really hate about guitar? And I was like, mine is mine is that I can't keep my shit clean. And it's always dusty. Even my most used gear is dusty. And kind of has some, huh. like, 
schmutz on it all the time. And I, it's not that I'm like neat freaky or anything like that, but I hate that there's just like constantly dog hair embedded into the fabric of my pedal board. Do you think like, what's the thing? You know how a phone, like if it gets smudges, you have to like, kind of, like, this is what I'm thinking yeah. of. It's like a phone, but that is, that is like this little square rectangle, this little glass rectangle. That's a reasonable amount of item to keep clean yeah. and free of, of nasty. Um, your guitar gear is a much larger commitment if you're going to keep right. that all polished up, right? So, right, and and I'm not like super concerned with keeping it like looking factory new or anything like that. But especially because yeah. so much guitar gear is black, dude. I'll tell you, nothing attracts more dirt and dust than a Helix. It makes me <laughs> insane. I don't know what it is about like the surface or if there's like a static charge situation and it's drawing dust and dog hair to it, but <laughs> it, could I, be. it is. Corgi so hair I, I th- is very static responsive. Yeah. So I threw this in the chat, like what's something you just fucking hate okay. about guitar? And I, and I, the answer cannot be the community <laughs> because like, that's the thing we would all pick. Yeah. <laughs> so um, not just guitar in your case, but like, is there something yeah. about the stuff you do? That you just like oh, the stuff fucking, I do, or, or, and or guitar. So I was gonna say, like the thing that I th- I think this is something that comes up on this podcast discussions quite a bit is like what's interesting, mm-hmm. and sometimes the lack of what's interesting, right? So, um, but I think this is sort of a this is like a necessary evil because it's a business. Yeah. So they people have to. It's like this strange thing of of capitalistic environments where, you know, stagnation for most people, like just staying the same, isn't good enough, right? And especially yeah. like, and like, I'm not almost the bigger. Not going to tell anybody is. to stop. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to tell anybody to stop making pedals, right? To stop making new gear. Yeah. But, right. But it's but but it actually like if they are making new stuff, then that's cool. But it's the copies yeah. and stuff, and um, yeah. But and, so, and, but it's like, what? Who's to blame? Like, I I I find it really uninteresting that Orange Guitars made some pedals, and they're just like basic. You're sort of yeah. a few workhorse pedals, but that's super uninteresting. But why did they do that? You know, were they not doing well enough before? Did they need another product? Who is telling them that they need another product? And why is it yeah. a product that already exists out there? Why didn't you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so similarly to that, like yeah. the flip side of that coin is that, and this is partly community related, I guess, but um, the copies of pedals and stuff, uh, Origin Effects just put out a, cl- a clone style drive. And right. it's all over my YouTube feed and stuff. And every other video is like, is this the greatest clone ever? You know, capital K clone ever. Yeah. And then you you scroll back through the feed a month, not even and there's some other pedal. Is, is this, this the a- greatest clone ever? And I can't stand that shit because it's like, well, you know, three weeks ago, this was the best one. So now what? Yeah. <laughs> so is is each one yeah. like one half percent better than the last one? Or, or and it just and <laughs> right. So like it can't be. Right. And and there's like such a hair splitting aspect to it in this, like, what's why is that interesting? Like, how do you make a clone style drive interesting now? Uh-huh. How do you make a tube screamer interesting? Can they be? I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> God. So anyway, yeah. the two things I hate the most about it. I, <laughs> I stuff's think, dirty look, and stop I, making pedals. Yeah, I don't think there's like an answer because like I said, like it it's 
it's not that I, I don't think people should be in business. Of course. Um, I, but then you have other, you know, you have plenty of examples of um, people and companies that are, that are doing interesting things and aren't just cloning something. Yeah. So it's kind of a fine line too, or, or maybe I should say it's a gradient. Like how, how copy does something have to be before it's a copy, you know, or is it actually just your take on something and that's interesting? Yeah. Um, right. In so the clone so, so conversation, it's always, it. right. When it comes to certain pedals, if you're like, are you, is this inspired by a thing? And yeah. it's like, you you made this dramatic change to it, or is right. it like you're, you're going for accuracy? The going for accurate, okay, so if I was really to, now that you just said that phrase, it's that phrase, I think that helps me codify it. Like, the thing that I actually hate about it is anytime somebody is going for accuracy, I I sort of don't care. Um, and, yeah, and my, and I my think- expanding from guitar, like, the recording industry and stuff is loaded with that shit because mm-hmm. everybody is trying to get the about- authentic sound of this piece of mic preamp or whatever the fuck and it is always this splitting hairs thing and it's like waves has a copy of the api whatever and uad does and they sound different so what am i what you know yeah what like, do I do it with sounds that? different but like is it this is that thing we've talked about a million times we're getting into the yeah. weeds but yeah is it better or is it different right and can you make them sound the same Right. And can I make them sound the same? And, and then, um, since I'm using this stuff, not just for fun, the, the answer is always the one that I'm going to use is the one that is easier to use yeah. every time. So the one that has some, you know, if this is a digital product, this is a software emulation, the one that has a feature like an, a digital output adjustment, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like it's going to change the sound or Let's say they're emulating everything to the nth degree. It also drives me nuts when they, they emulate the the hiss on stuff. Yeah. Um, waves is kind of notorious for that because like the hiss is kind of loud on some of the waves emulations, whereas the UAD ones, if there's hiss in there, it is low. And I kind of think waves is faking it. I kind of think they're putting that hiss in there to make you feel like it's more analog. There's no way the legit because legit old high voltage gear like has very low self noise. That's what they were fucking struggling for back then, you know? Um, But like, just have, have the ability to turn that off. If you're putting noise in there, I need to be able to switch that off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, and one that doesn't change the sound because I read, I've, I've literally read a manual on one of those waves plugins because you can turn the hiss off or here's the best (laughs) one. One of them had to switch 60 Hertz or 50 Hertz or off. Right. (sighs) Like the hiss is going to be a little different if it's fuck you. First of fuck all, off. fuck off. Yeah. Fuck you. Second of all, <laughs> the off button, according to the manual, having those on affects the harmonics of the thing somehow. Like it affects the emulation. Uh, which it's either I don't believe you or that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Both are bad answers. So you've done a real bad job with this one. By the way, those are the, the, the Chris Lord algae plugins from Waves. Don't bother. I that don't is care. an insufferable yeah. idea. And yeah, like that's. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, okay. That, that annoys me. Um, because if you're copying something and you're not going for accuracy, then you're doing your take on something. And that's at least a little bit interesting. Most of the time, if you're doing totally. the, this yeah. is super accurate, there's just, and so it's way few, more sustainable. 
Because yeah. like there's way more people yeah. and ideas than there are distortion yeah. circuits. Right. And and it, because <laughs> go, the going for accuracy, even about the clon, like I I get that there's a specific thing um that you're trying to achieve there, but like it's God, now I'm chasing myself in circles because it, it almost makes more sense if it's a physical hardware unit for some reason. It, it, I'm not saying it's like exonerated, but like because you actually, to have one of those and to use it right, you need to have a physical unit. Therefore, it's not just like it's been done, right? It's not software where somebody made the thing and then if everybody else is trying to emulate the same software, it's software. It has infinite, num- you know, there's no number of them and then you run out. Right, but with, thing, whereas with yeah. physical pedals, you know, you actually do have to have a physical thing. I don't think that excuses it, um, but it—I don't know—it's—it's—it's it's, it's slightly less bad, I guess. I guess, yeah. I, I'm afraid this is a rambling. No, I well, we went down a road I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting, but like I—I yeah. I think it's still worth talking about because like <laughs> this is this is the stuff that makes doing a podcast for ten years pretty difficult, and it makes yeah. it kind of like. Yeah, like the, the origin effects um, clon thing is not going to be in the show, and it's nothing to do with yeah. origin. They make awesome stuff. It's just like, what am yeah. I going to say about it? And yeah, you know, oh, they shot it out against a real clon and AB, you know, blind double blinded, and you right. can't tell. Just like if, all the other ones now, right? And, exactly. So, so that's the yeah. thing. Like, if you can't tell, or even if you can, but it's pretty close, that's good enough because what the 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 noble goal would be and now people can afford to have basically this effect yeah as long as you're not some collector right yeah or believe that you have golden ears or something like that um because that's the value because it's a physical unit right is accessibility that could be the only possible totally. value of of actually trying to accurately replicate this thing yeah yeah um and like, God forbid, we look at everything else in the signal path, right? Yeah. But for like tube screamery kind of things that there's like a thousand copies of, but there was also a bunch of different versions of that. And yeah. no one is the best. There was right, several the, yeah, iterations the, that were each a yeah. little bit different and some of them are desirable for certain things. Um, that's, that's also true. heavily copied, but it's also not as ridiculous as Klon. Although I'm well, sure there you can some go high buy, value, but yeah, you can go buy a tube screamer from Sweetwater right now. Like you sure. can buy the the TS9 yeah. or whatever the fuck. Like, <laughs> and and even Ibanez is reissuing the famous ones. So like, yeah, yeah, accessibility, yeah, or you know variability for the. I just think like other ones. I, I think of my YouTube feed a lot when we talk about this stuff because yeah. I subscribe to a lot of guitar media channels and a lot of like stores that have YouTube presences. Mm-hmm. And um, one, I'm not going to like throw shade on who it is specifically, but I'm curious if people can guess. But there's, there's, it's like every month or so or two months, there's something like this one is wild. Like this one is the most accurate. This one is now, and it's like a shootout video and like uh-huh, so-and-so uh-huh. can't pick the difference. And it's all very clickbaity. And like, that's just a bad internet practice that we all still tolerate for some reason. But Eric in the chat has it figured out. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I, I yeah. don't, I'm so over that. And I just think, whatever. If, if, if um, I'm not, this is not to call you out, listener, but if 
that that sort of title, right? If they can't tell, you know, this famous person can't tell the difference. Oh my God, it's wild. If that's an enticing video title and that doesn't make you go, uh, pass, let me find something interesting. Then you have, this is a, this is the next step. Like, please learn this. Like that isn't actually interesting. Um, yeah. Right. It, I mean, because, it depends on because one's that's own experience. Always, well, that's always happened though. It's, and, and under the right conditions, um, okay. Mm-hmm. So about shootouts, about shootouts in general, um, the issue is which one is, which one you like better. I was about to say which one's better, but that's not the issue even. It's not no. which one's more accurate and it's not which one's better. It's which one you like better. And that's often different. And a lot of times yeah, with, like, with audio shootout stuff, they, the, the, the right way to do it is to blind it. Right. But also to have it, I, I mean, you'd have to have it in a particular song or something, right? Like in a mix, yeah. <clears throat> because because yeah. there's and two sides of it. Either one of them is better in one song, and the other one's better in the other song. Or if you tried to fit either of them into the song, minor knob adjustment makes it better. Is probably the right answer, you know. <laughs> good thing pedals have knobs, right? Good like thing good thing these things knobs. have. Yeah, right. Eric says good. Th- uh, also, pedal. Uh, yeah, the a pedal tricking someone isn't grounds for calling it good, and yeah, that's totally it. Because like, yeah, you could a b this right over here, right? My my Mythos Mjolnir yeah. is a K style overdrive, and like, yeah, you could plug this in next to a real clone. You could click back and forth and figure out which one yeah. is real or which one is more accurate or whatever. But what if you don't like the accurate one? Like what if you don't, yeah. what if you like this more than the Klon? Then what? Yeah. Oh yeah. no, the world, the sky is falling. Like then <laughs> what, right? I, I, this is like endless bullshit. That's kind of yeah continuously frustrating. And I'm really curious about the media outlets that are, yes, they're like doing these videos as part of their business, especially stores. Like don't <laughs> confuse that these stores are selling to you. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, that's a whole different thing, but like I just I find it really frustrating because they can't they they must feel this so much worse than I do a biweekly free time oh, podcast because they 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 literally have to do it. Yeah, they have to do it, and they and get your turnover more than anyone. They have yeah. the data on the other side, so they wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't if it wasn't leading to the outcome that they want. Yeah, and and right that and the uh, the sheer volume of stuff that that mm. changes over. Yeah. <sighs> uh I don't know. I keep I like I said, I keep going on and on about this like every week, I feel like. But that's one of the things I hate about guitar. That and my shit's always dusty. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> my shit's always dusty. Uh I just I knew it was gonna come down to that. I saw that question in the notes and I was like, we're gonna be fucking talking about clones again. Sorry, I and I didn't I didn't mean to, fault. but like I it came it. up because like yeah, Origin put one out and they're like, yeah. you should just see these thumbnails. It's it's kind of gross, honestly, and it has led me to unsubscribe <laughs> from stuff clones, because yeah. great, more. <laughs> that's how it feels, dude. <laughs> they should just have like an automatic email that nobody has to spend any time on, just every week. Dude, I, well, it's, and a, it's here like I a am. Google search for for clones, 
and just what's the new clon this it just week? comes yeah. into your email <laughs> and like here i am like i'm gonna like let's fully disclose i just bought another k style overdrive uh like a like a week ago and it, it just you know it's yeah. actually this one's it's the warm audio one and it's in ah. the full size clon box <laughs> oh. like it's in the, the big enclosure oh the warm guys yeah yeah, and like it sounds great. It sounds yeah. really great. And does it sound more it like accurate, a real clock? Who the fuck knows? Because how many like people have really played one? I think the tone but, is really in the shape of the box, though. So they've got an edge. It's like the the shape of the box <laughs> is like such an ugly gimmicky thing, but it's also kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the one, um, the the warm audio one has a switch on the back for like a different bass response. Uh huh. So they, like they did a take on it. Yeah. They did, I would they like did. It's it called the Jeff Beck the, mod. Without the giant box, but. Yeah, um, I mean, this is, even this is too big a box sometimes, but. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I do like, I, I do like what the warm audio guys like, and that's, see, that's the, that's the, I am going to talk about this because that's a little bit the hypocrisy of what I'm saying, right? Because yeah. they're, they're one of my favorites <laughs> as far as audio gear goes. And they did like sort of like preamps and stuff like that for a while. They've got studio compressor, like rack compressors. They've got their microphones. Mm -hmm. They're all basically copies. I think they do a little bit of sort of modding to make them maybe a little more up-to-date kind of deal. Um, but, but they also started out, one of their early products was... Um, Oh my god, I'm forgetting. It's it's like the tone something or another. It's a mic preamp. It's not Tone King. Is that something else? Tone King is an amp company. Okay. I it, it was that name was floating around. Anyway, um but anyway, one of Warm's early products was not a copy. It was it's basically it's like a it's like it's like a preamp and they had a they put a few switches on it. There's a couple of things that you don't find on every other preamp and it's a you know, dirty style preamp. It's one of these sort of like in the old style where where thing where the sound gets a little messed up when it's loud. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> from from back in the day when Neve was doing that and they were trying to be super clean <laughs> in the seventies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And now it's considered dirty. Um, but it was their own thing, and they're still around. They're great. Um, and then they kind of got into. Um, it's it's a price point thing for them though. They're also not chasing things up of up a, a price scale either. They're yeah. taking gear that costs two thousand dollars and making it cost five hundred or eight hundred, and it's mm -hmm. not exactly the same thing. And if you A B them, there's a there's a clear difference. But in every single case, it's like, but is it a difference that matters all that much in the in the course of your whole recording? You know, is that going to yeah. matter all that much when when you're actually playing your guitar through it. Um, yeah. When, with the accuracy conversation, like as you approach total accuracy, it, it matters less and less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're <clears throat> so. definitely on the side of it's pretty accurate as in so far as they are really kind of providing accessibility and finding a, a market niche, I think for themselves. Eric says so. it's not as good because you spent less money. <laughs> That's a pretty good title. <laughs> <laughs> I think that really kind of encapsulates the whole thing. He really did just take a 10, 10 or 15 minute conversation and knock it yeah. down to like five words. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. You wanted a thing of the week? Uh, and then sure. Roll sure. on out of here? Sure. Um, 
by all means. I'll play a sound for Thing of the Week so that I can find it. I think I might have played that one on the last episode too. Oh well. Who cares? It was two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my thing of the week. Do you have anything like you were? Away. I have so is your, much. Th- shit. Is your thing of the week like going to California? My thing of the week. No, you know what? I'll t- I'll tell you. I'll pick I'll pick an item. I'll pick a product since that's what we sometimes okay. do. All right. What's this? I'm gonna send this over to my other things. So I have a picture of it. Yeah. You so ahead. this is just a. My thing, okay, so yeah. my thing, this is this news link, this guitar.com link is just the only thing I could find. Yeah. But um, the Zach, uh, Zach Sang show, I guess, is a podcast or a radio show or something. I actually don't know what it is or who Zach Sang is, but um, he interviewed Corey Taylor of Slipknot and Stone Sour, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had been seeing clips of the interview on my Instagram and stuff for like a week. And every clip that I saw, I was like, wow, this is like a really interesting conversation that they seem to be having. So I went and listened to the episode. I didn't really care for the rest of it, I'll be honest. It sounded yeah. like a, like, you know that that like really crazy compressed radio sound? Yes. Of like talk radio? Yeah. It was like that. And maybe um, it is radio that they just like turn into a podcast. But um, the interview with not Corey. not having to hear that. Because yeah, of podcasts. But, yeah. But this interview with Corey Taylor was really good. And it's like well over an hour. Uh, and they just talk about some really interesting stuff about the scene in Iowa and this, like how Slipknot sort of came up, right place, right time, real lightning in a bottle situation, as well as like what Slipknot is kind of responsible for mm. in the cultural zeitgeist as like this band that is was never – meant to be as big as it is kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's it. I don't want to like spoil the rest of it, but there's a lot of really interesting takes, a lot of really cool stories and little bits about Corey Taylor history and Slipknot history and stuff in there. I'm not, I'm not like a huge Slipknot fan or anything. Mm. Let me just preface this. Like there's like two or three songs that I like. <laughs> it's just not, not <laughs> yeah. usually my thing, but they are a really important band and I yeah. totally recognize that. So this is a super cool interview on the Zach Sang show. And you can find it on podcast apps, I guess. So go look it up. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm just going to say, um, <clears throat> I'm going to say, first of all, this is not an endorsement of Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really need to explain any of that. Um, but this is an entirely separate thing. But we, the the rental car that we got out in California was a Tesla. Yeah. Which um, one? It was a Model 3. I don't really know that okay. much about the different models, but it's a typical sedan. It's not It's not like the it's first the, one. but the, Yeah, the affordable one, quote-unquote yeah. affordable one. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's funny because like I think this was kind of a pretty much baseline Tesla, which would mean that it's like a $35,000 car. Um, After incentives, but yeah. Yeah, and it, but the the thing about Tesla is you, could, you add all these options on and the price kind of yeah. balloons. But anyway, um, they start there. Um, which makes it quite a bit cheaper than our RAV4. And uh, there's a lot of appointments on our RAV4 that this Tesla did not have, like mm. air-conditioned seats and the head-up display and just some other things. However, 
Um, just the basic idea of of what Tesla is doing with a car. Um, first of all, all electric, it's here. Like if you, mm-hmm. unless you live somewhere where it's not near a city or you live somewhere where it's very cold, like electric vehicles are here, get with it. It's a, it's such a great ride. It's, it's different than an engine vehicle than, than mm-hmm. an ice vehicle, as they say. And, um, it's just such a nice ride the way they work. Um, it's funny the the, the Tesla actually, um, it's got this like computer controlled braking. So you almost, I'm almost never touched the brake the whole time I was mm. driving it. Like it's, <clears throat> and it feels once you get used to it, it feels like the way an automatic transmission should have been always. Oh, interesting. Like if it's an automatic instead of a stick, there should be no coasting. And I mean, this matters more because it's doing the, it's recouping its momentum back into the battery kind of thing. But like you push the gas, that's how fast you go. When you let up, it breaks. So you're, you're just, you're sort of deciding a speed with your right foot the whole Hmm. time. And I mean, compared to a gas engine car, like the torque is unbelievable (laughs) on electric. And I can feel that with our RAV4 because it's got enough. It's got the. the So does ours. Yeah. Because they're. Once they've put the motors right on the wheels, <laughs> there's no gearing. There's no, and it's it is there. It is instant, and it's unbelievable the feel of it. And anybody who like is like a car head or whatever, and is into like if they if if you knew somebody who drove a muscle car, like this thing would wipe them out. And it, it is yeah. like we were some of it. We were in Sonoma, and there's just wide open, long, flat stretches of road. And one time, I had to like pull a U-turn. And it was like, well, <laughs> I have a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, so, they put it in plaid mode or whatever it is. Well, that's the thing. I mean, on TV, yeah, they make the joke yeah. about like s- insane mode and stuff. There's not there's not really modes to this. But anyway, you just kind of put it in drive. And then I just Off you go. put the pedal on the floor. And it's silent. It's just... And it was like yeah. fucking taken off in a jet. It was... And Marielle was like... Like it was unbelievably, and I just I didn't like drive 150 miles an hour down the road. I just got it up to well, 60. Well, just the acceleration, yeah. Exactly. I just got it up to the speed we were supposed to be going in like no seconds. No and time. It was yeah. Insane, and it just there's yeah. no squealing, there's no motors, it's gone, and it's just so the control the the whole thing is kind of it's kind of when you first sit in it, it's very striking, right? Because there's no gauge cluster. Yeah. There's a big touch screen that just controls everything and then voice controls. The whole roof is glass. Yep. And they just sort of fade it all together and just feels normal once you're in there. Um, the mirrors all just sort of move around. When you're backing up, they sort of point at, at where you want to see. And um, it's got all these sensors and it's just aware of its surroundings. And Unlike... It, people at mirror woods <laughs> unlike people at mirror woods right exactly there's it throws an alarm when some car near me changes speed really fast oh. like even a car that's coming toward me slammed on its brakes for some reason okay. and the car right. turns it, it, red on the display and it flashes an alarm at me because yeah, it's like maybe it's stopped for a deer or something exactly like it's yeah. detected that that car changed speed really fast and it alerts me you know and that's cool. um yeah, it was really nice. And just being, I mean, the car has like an over 300 mile range and you just, when you route somewhere and you're going to have a kind of low battery when you get there, it just finds a supercharger on your route and says, okay, go mm-hmm. here, stop for this long. We usually chose to stop for longer and just get food. But in if you wanted to make a quick pit stop on a road trip, you could get some food for 20, 25 minutes. You're back up to 80% <clears throat> battery from nothing. 
It's it's unbelievable. It would take you that long if you were using gas because yeah. you'd be stopping using the bathroom and stuff anyway. You know what I mean? It's so, honestly a shame that like Elon Musk is tied to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and my understanding I saw, one, is, I saw there was one around here with a sticker that says like, love the car, hate the guy. Yeah, yeah. My understanding is that he's he's kind of most responsible for the, the one little stroke of genius of starting the company with a, a wild supercar that only the rich could afford and then building the brand down from there into consumer affordability instead of the yeah, I remember other when the around. 3 came out and it was like yeah. a, a crazy thing that like oh it's a normal car price and right. you see them fucking everywhere yeah 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 so anyway it was really nice and and it was only like $8 or $10 more than like a Chevy Malibu and yeah. the operating costs is is ridiculous and electric yeah. cars, the maintenance on them is nothing. Like a full electric, they are easily going over 300 miles, 300,000 miles in their lifetime. The batteries last longer than that even. You can't, yeah. you can't go wrong. So anyway, I'm, I was excited heard, to um, try it out. The seats and so the whole interior is vegan leather too because it's not oh. like – I don't really care a ton about that. But like if that's something that matters to you because yeah. it's technically – it's like technically superior too. <laughs> it's probably lighter. Leather. It's lighter. <laughs> yeah. It's easier to clean. It's, it's really cooler. nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> it feels great. Yeah, it's softer. Like it's just better all around. Yeah. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. So that's my thing. That's my thing. Very, I thought very it was very good. cool. If you have an opportunity, I would, I would, they I say would that love if, the you, if you rent one, you will have a tendency to buy one. Um, it's going to be a bit then. before we need another car. <laughs> um, I'll definitely consider it. But it's going to be a while before. We, I knew that our next car was going to be an all-electric. Um, but by our the next time car we're ready, won't be just because be we need one much sooner than we're ready for that. But like, uh, yeah, the yeah, one, yeah. the one after, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, good, cool. Hey, welcome, right. welcome back to the tone control, everybody. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the Eastern Time Zone, Justin. And <laughs> Thanks. so, hopefully, sleep, we, yeah. sleep right tonight, and I should be back, back going, uh, learning how to teach a class tomorrow. <laughs> That's that's all my life now for the next five days. <laughs> it's gonna be quite a weekend. Um, you so, can do it. Uh, yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure it'll be fine. It's a little nerve wracking. So anyway, all right, fun times. Um, glad everybody was able to join, and this was cool. So yeah, um, we didn't mention this really too much, but we're in the general chat tonight, and I think this is something that we might do every now and then, not too frequently, but every now and then, just to like you know spice it up to let you uh, non Patreon yeah. supporters get a taste of what you're missing. We should do it on giveaway on whatever episode <clears throat> we do the giveaway at least. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll Special plan a little bit episodes. more ahead because I would like to give people who want to an opportunity. Um, I will try to be better about that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, if you like the show, you know what to do. Bye. Oh, discord.io. We have a discord.io link. That company is is dissolving. Oh, shit. Really? I heard last night as I was falling asleep at four in the morning, I saw this news thing. Apparently, discord.io got like totally destroyed by a hack, and they just, oh. they're just closing. So um, we'll need a new link to get to our Discord, but... Um, okay. We'll put it in the show notes. I will just we'll just put a regular link in there because you're just gonna click the link anyway. So yeah. find the links in the show notes to our Discord, which is always free and fun. And and if it's not fun, it's probably your fault. And if you want to support the That's show, true. do so on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the tone control. And um, the newsletter again. 
I can't express enough how important it is you get on that newsletter to be part of this giveaway or be eligible for it. And um, all those links are right at the top of the show notes. So thanks to patrons who support so the show get and in make there this possible. Yeah. And do your duty. Do your duty. All right. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna play us out then by thanking the patrons, which are Nick Greenwood, Carson Ricketts, Matthew Fenslaw, Risenwolf, Jamie Evans, Doug King, <laughs> Doug King, Big Daddy Doug, Professor Guitar Center, Centre. <laughs> oh God, he did the Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast, Andrew Walsh of Andrew's Alcove, and Sean Wright of Lollygagger Effects. Thanks everybody ever so much, and well, I guess we'll see you in a couple of weeks in yeah. a tone control week. Next- One tone control from now. Yep. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.